Hey everybody, I want to welcome you to this week's Matrix Discussion Group Call. Sorry, we're coming on about 35, 36 minutes late, uh, but that is just um, our low-tech fun in our high-tech world, supposedly. But anyway, we've got Kurt on here with us this evening. Uh, right now, I've got the lines all muted out, uh, other than our our host Keith and myself wow. and I've got Keith here with I mean I've got Kurt here with me uh, I've been bouncing around talking to so many people trying to get Kurt on how are you doing tonight brother uh, better now. I, I... myself I'm doing good I'm doing good yeah don't care anymore. <laughs> all right. What do you want to do? Well, you know what? Right, right off the get, I, I want to start out with a little bit of house cleaning here. All right, and uh, air cleaning. Maybe it should be for those some know and some don't know. But um, here, a few months ago, let me see where we're we going. Back to July, Kurt. Is that right? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I. I had somebody, gosh, it's been that long. Uh, I had somebody who shall remain nameless that this gentleman, he's pretty well known on YouTube. He's been with uh, Sarah Westall a few times on her show. And he used to call me out of the blue almost daily. And then a few days later, I would hear uh, YouTube that had been done. And, oh, my gosh, there's my conversation there, which, you know, I don't say, oh, you know, that's wrong. That was illegal. You didn't tell me you're recording this because there is no expectation of privacy in this world. And at the same time, I'm not somebody that's going to say one thing in a private conversation with you that I wouldn't want put out for anybody to hear. Uh, that's just the way I am. I just believe in total transparency. And just so happened that. The day after, or the day of, uh, Kurt and I hanging out, um, he kind of put some inconsistent <laughs> um, information on Facebook, and uh, since then I haven't heard back from him. Go figure. So anyway, but the difference is, is that uh, there's some people like that, and there's some people. And you're not going to get treated one way in one place and a different way in another place. Unlike many, many people in this movement, if you want to call it that. And that, to me, is the downfall of this movement. Because these people that are the powers that be, as much as it looks like they hate each other and they're committing fraud, We lost you, Brian. We lost you, Brian. Uh, yeah. Hey, Kurt. You can hear me now, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and Keith just told me that they lost me on talk show. Uh, you, uh, Keith, Keith, are you still there? Yep. Okay, so we're still on then. Everything's still fine. 
Yeah. All right. So anyway, Kurt, um, I, I don't know how much of what I just said you were able to pick up before you fell off. Well, um, I, I think I think the I basics think of it, what we caught. I've ever been paid by anybody is um, imagine showing up somewhere and, and somebody saying, my God, you're exactly the same guy you are. You know, I get that a lot. When somebody, when I, when I return a call or something, they go, man, I'm so nervous that you're exactly like you were on that this call. That I heard. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I heard the other stuff too. And let me say something about that, Jeff. There is something he does have right. And it's the only thing he has right. The concept of self-determination is the only thing he has right. But there's nothing else he has right. So if he understood how he got there, instead of all this patriotic role, he would realize that self-determination is based on property, not on his statement. It's actually based on property. I don't have any right to determine anything about your property rights. I have all the rights, all hundreds of rights. I have all the rights completely over my property. That's it. So I can determine what to do with my property. And then somebody might say, but Kurt, how we don't have any rights to our own life? Why can't we make a decision? Why do we have to have a driver's license? Blah, blah, blah. It's all the same shit. Because you don't have any property. All your property is in trust. Well, Kurt, how did all our property get in trust? It got in trust the moment you claimed the birthday. Well, what does that have to do with anything? It's because the birthday severed your origin from this moment in time. And all the property that was left behind is actually an abortive material. So actually, to be completely honest with everybody on this call, Curtis Richard Kallenbach is evidence of an abortion. If Curtis Richard Kallenbach is an aborted vessel, which it is biologically, then that decedent vessel, that aborted vessel, all the property that is accumulated in a lifetime through Curtis Richard Kallenbach and any associated numbers goes into a trust. It goes into a trust for a vessel that was aborted, lost at sea. So I can't get to my property because of an abortion. The abortion exists because I claim a birthday. The birthday is a separation of me, my present moment, with my true origin back in fertilization nine months before the birthday. I have no property. The moment you claim a birthday, you lost all your property to an aborted vessel. It's all on it. All your property's on the vessel. It's separated from you. That's why we can't get to our own property. That's why we can't make a claim on anything we earn. That's why our own our own labor is taxed. We don't even have a right to claim our own time anymore because we're using a birth certificated character born to a time frame, a Gregorian Anno Domini character that's a civil law character. So again, this is all property-based and it's all biological. And until people actually understand that if you don't own the property, you have no rights over the property. So again, no property, no rights. By the way, if the spirit's not in the body, then the body is not owned. Does the aborted vessel left behind in the hospital or wherever it was left behind, is there any spirit in that aborted vessel? No. 
No spirit, no life. No life, no way. Dead bodies have no rights. Very. Well, Kurt, you and I were talking a few weeks ago, and uh, you know, and one of the things I want to say also is that this reminds me of something I heard you say several years ago, which was, uh, "Whose property is it, and who can who has claimed it?" You know, who can prove it exactly? And we were talking a few weeks ago, and one of the things going through my mind, and I'm not going to get into really any real details for people on it. But this is a little bit more than just hypothesis, is that not only are we claiming something or a position that is not ours, but also at the same time, what's really the creation of that entity that we people are claiming, most people don't even know they're claiming, uh, we're claiming it fraudulently anyway with the wrong date, because that day you popped into this realm, your day of nativity, or your place of nativity, the place that you're native to, that is not the date that that entity was even created. That entity might have been created on the average 10 days later. I've seen in some situations a year later. And so everything around trying to assume that position is wrong, is wrong. <laughs> Yeah, assume position. Yeah. There is you guys. Brian, there's no doubt. I love I love seeing some of these the, the things you guys post on Facebook and what have you. I'm going to give you guys a document that was, that was written in 1920. It's called the History of the Treatment of Choses in Action by the Commonwealth. Um, what I'll do is I'll try to I'll, I'll get it over to you, Brian, right now if I can. And you can post it or do whatever you can. All right. Um, but people don't know that there, there's some incredible simplicity. If you know what you're looking at, I, I, and that's the hard part, knowing what, you look, what you're looking at, um, there's a legal term. And I'll get into it in a second, but it's called tertium quid. Tertium quid. Um, I'm going to go to it. If you Google it, if you go to tertium quid, Go to tertium quid, T-E-R-T-I-U-M space Q-U-I-D. Go to Wikipedia. What's interesting about tertium quid, and what's interesting about a chosen action, I'm going to bust a black law for chosen action right now, and then I'm going to explain tertium quid to people, because uh, in this particular document, and I'll send this document to you as well, it says all personal things. We go, Kurt, I'm no person. Fuck you, you are a person. What people don't understand is the person is the physical body, Brian. They're thinking the person is a word on a page when it is in fact not. The person is the biological body to which a a label is attached. Now the label could be a title, it could be a name, it could be a given name, it could be a baptismal name. People are confusing the denomination or name on a piece of paper. They're confusing it with the person itself, which is a biological body that the name is attached to. So when somebody says, I'm not that person, they're actually claiming no body. They're claiming to have no body, to not even exist physically. So all the more of them are claiming that they're not the person. Don't understand that by claiming that position, you have no physical existence, no substance at all. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Tertium Quid because of this document. It says all personal things 
are either in possession or in action. All personal things. Ryan, if somebody if somebody asks you, you have your wallet on your person. Yeah, and I've got my person in my wallet. <laughs> I'm like, but, yeah. Just for the sake of argument, I'm going to go to the Fifth Amendment. I need to clear, get rid of some of these patriot cobwebs. Fifth Amendment. You know how, by the way, you knew what you were in for when you invited me. Right? Oh, yeah, I always, oh, yeah, I always know what I'm in for when it comes to you. Yeah, you know, and you know, there's many definitions to everything, but everybody, it's like I had a conversation with somebody the other day, and they didn't want to use the word person for anything. And it's like, uh, what about your natural person? In law, it's defined as being non-statutory. It is the physical you. What's your... You can look up the word person right now, and it actually say the physical. The Fifth Amendment even says, nor shall any person be subject to the same offense be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb. There, no, no name on a piece of paper has any life. And no name on a piece of paper has any limbs. Well, I, th- I think I think what people confuse, and people you mentioned the patriot stuff, and like I like to say, I mean, there's a lot of patriot guru guano out there that I I see new people come in and they're muddling through the same thing that I muddled through a few years ago. So yeah, everybody pretty much did where they came in as a tax protester or driver's license issues or whatever the case may be. But there's a lot of that stuff that you've kind of got to get past. And what people are confusing, and they've got to wrap their mind around, is the difference between form and substance. You have to understand the difference. But people have to be careful because when they start to split hairs, if their first step is in the wrong direction, if they don't understand what is even underlying that, if there's no substance, there's, I mean, if there, you've heard people say, on what grounds, for crying out loud. Yep. You can't, you can't. Does Harry Potter have any grounds? No. He's a completely made-up entity through J.K. Rowling. But does J.K. Rowling have some grounds? Technically. Well, she, she actually has some substance. Harry, Harry Potter doesn't have substance except through or by way of J.K. Rowling. So her intellectual property called Harry Potter, because she exists, she has rights over that intellectual property. If she did not exist, there'd be no substance, there'd be no grounds. Dead man, uh, a ghost has no rights. Again, on what grounds is an incredible question. Because if they don't have any grounds for the action, if there's no substance behind it, pure fiction. Fiction can't, they can't. They need to be sub, substantiated. So, look at this. I'm reading something from the Harvard Law Review, 1920 June. The history of the treatment of chosen inaction by the common law. For all the common law people, they should, their ears should actually perk up. It says all personal things. All things are either in possession or action. The law is no, 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 no,
consortium quit between those two positions. It's either in possession or it's in action, but there's nothing in between. So let's look up and see what tertium quit is. Tertium quit at Wikipedia says, refers to an unidentified third element that is in, that is in combination of two known ones. Well, I know of a, of a tertium quit. The placenta is a tertium quit. It has two known elements, fetal material and maternal material. It is combined as one unit when it comes out of the womb. It is, in reality, a tertium quid with two owners. So if they take that one thing, or what appears to be one thing, the placenta, there is actually a third something, something that is neither me nor my mom. It's both of us. And in, but in nature, it actually, there can be no such thing when it comes to ownership. So it says all personal things are either in possession or in action. The law knows no tertium quid between the two. There's even, what's really funny is there's a picture over to the right of Wikipedia of a tertium quid, and it shows this, what's called electrum, a rare alloy, a gold and silver in one single stone. What's funny is, if you read the second line here, it says the phrase is associated with alchemy. That's what the placenta is. The placenta is a mixed entity. It is both my mother and myself. Who has rights over the tertium quid? See, the law doesn't recognize it. But when they cut the umbilical cord, they create a tertium quid. It doesn't exist in nature. And the rights, what they do is they bring you in to argue or arbitrate over this third person. This third, who is this first two person? Well, my mom's one person and I'm one person. So who's the third person? It's the tertium quid. It's the placenta that is both my mother and me. And that's what they're arbitrating in that courtroom. That's what the birth certificate is for. It's for that aborted property that is a tertium quid. So let's go to the word to have chosen action. It actually says at the Harvard Law Review, all personal things are either. Look at this, they're even making it clear either in possession or action. The law knows no tertium quid between the two. So there's no middle place. So let's see what a chosen action is. Page 219, Black Law says, a thing, a thing in action. There's the chose. Chose, by the way, is a French word for thing. So if you read the word chosen action, let's put in the English. A thing in action. A thing in action. Well, here, let's go biological for a, a few seconds, Brian. What people don't understand is that biologically, there's only one thing. There's only and always only one thing. When that zygote is created through the act of fertilization, which is creation, there's one cell created. It's called the zygote. That's one thing. It's one thing. No matter what anybody wants to say, it's only one thing. It's only one estate, no matter what. It's one cell. But over nine months in the womb, through an evolutionary process, it turns into millions of cells, but we see it basically as baby umbilical and extra embryonic shell or, or bag, body bag. That's really what we think we see. We see a baby connected by umbilical to, to this other thing, this other material. But in reality and biologically in reality, there's only one thing. The baby, the umbilical, and the fetal extra embryonic material is only one thing. Even if you cut the cord, you don't create two things. 
it's one thing. There's the problem. What they do when they cut the cord is they create a position that doesn't exist through the laws of nature and nature of God. And that's what they've done, is they've gotten us to agree through a belief system or whatever else you want to call it. They got us to agree on a birthday. And who's the birth for? What's the birth for? Is it for the baby? Or is it for that extra embryonic vessel that the baby was inside of while he was traveling here? It is a birth for a vessel. And that vessel was aborted by cutting the umbilical. That's the reason right now the president is speaking so much about abortion. Because a birthday is an abortion, Brian. It's called abortion on demand. The moment we claim a birthday in a courtroom, we have an aborted vessel that places all of our property into a trust the moment we claim the birthday. And it's all biological. By the way, is it true that there's two things? No, but it's a fact that we've been separated. And now we're even admitting it in a courtroom. By the way, what happens when we admit to that abortion? We lose God because God is evidence of fertilization. And we lose man because we lose the origin of man just by claiming a birthday. Because all that's left after the birthday is a narrative for a state-created character. And now we've lost control of our property. Yeah, you know, Kurt, I was just thinking, I wonder if we've been showing this kind of symbolically in social media. I don't know if anybody else has picked up on it, but I, and I don't remember who it was, Angelina Jolie or whoever, but one of these stars, or several of them, that have gone and taken the um, embryonic material, they've had it dried out and put into pill form, and they're actually taking the pill of it and doing it for, I don't know, energy or youth or longevity, whatever you want to call it. But I wonder if symbolically they're kind of telling you that right there. of inside the womb. If you want to go biblical, the fetus is Noah and the vessel that Noah is traveling in is the ark. So when we, when they cut the cord, when they cut that umbilical cord, they're actually separating us from the ark of our covenant with God, the, the ark of the covenant. Because the ark is the, is the very, is the boat we got here in. What people don't understand is that boat the vessel that we traveled in that got us here, that got us safely here, got us to the new world, right out of the old world inside the world. That boat is both the Holy Grail, but it's also been, what do they call it? Um, it's called apotheosis. They made that vessel holy, and they gave it an ideal name. Biblically, the ideal name is J-E-S-U-S. That's the vessel that completes us. That's the vessel that, that when we're made whole, we're made whole and they put us back together. Let me say one last thing about this. Now imagine this, right? If my life line, my life line is unbroken, and it has to be because I never died. Before. So from fertilization to this moment as you and I speak, or me talk over you. <laughs> from, so from my origin, fertilization to this moment in time, the present moment, it's an unbroken time. But if I don't know my origin is fertilization, and I claim a birthday nine months too late, I lose the, the initial, the upfront nine months. 
that nine months is where God is, that's the origin of man, and it's where the zygote was created, which is actually man itself. If I cut myself off from that, I have cut myself off from reality. I've gone 100% into the once upon a time because there's no substance left to me. It's in a state name. That's all I got. And I can't, all I can do is, is relate to the DNA because the baby doesn't get a piece of paper. People don't understand this. When baby gets carried home with mom and dad, that birth record is not for baby. It's a record of an event. But most people don't know what the event is. What is the event? It's, it's an initiation. It's, I call it a ritualistic um, dismemberment. They ritualistically dismember us. We are no longer members. It was, in fact, our membership that we, we have abandoned. We've abandoned our member, member being membrane, our membership. And we leave our membership back there. That membership is then deposited and becomes the Federal Reserve deposit. Federal is man's covenant with God, and reserve means the Eucharist held for future use. So there's your biblical thing right there. The Federal Reserve is federal, man's covenant with God, and reserve, if you look it up, says the Eucharist held for future use. In other words, it's something to draw upon when we find when we need salvation. They took all the money out of the system and handed everything over to Rome. Rome then reciprocates by doing what? Creates a certificate of indulgence. That indulgence becomes the merit-based system where we are discharged from everything. Isn't that what Jesus promised? Absolutely. That's what they did. So they created a boat, a vessel, a Jesus. And when we find our way back to reconnect, the only way I've found is actually to know my true origin, which is fertilization. When you know your origin, the timeline remains unbroken. If it remains unbroken from fertilization to the present moment, you have your vessel as equity. I don't like to talk equity because equity does imply that I'm acknowledging the cut and the deposit. But the reality is, even if they cut the material from me through a violent crime or violent act and take that material through eminent domain by condemning that vessel or that boat, the thing is, if I know my godly origin is fertilization and I don't fall for the word conception, guess what? I'm whole, and when I'm W-H-O-L-E, no charges can be brought against me ever in any jurisdiction under any circumstances, Brian. Well, absolutely, because you, you've claimed a spiritual position, and even, uh, what was it, Pope Pius, I said? I'm both positions, Brian. the spirit is in the body, a living man does exist. That's what we're doing here. You cannot have, you can't go without the body, and you can't go without the spirit. Right. When they separated church and state way back when, they killed every being. It was genocide. Right. Hey, you're connecting both sides. You're showing both sides. And I, like I was going to say, I, I don't know if it's Pope Pius that said, that the spiritual man can be judged by no man. Well, what, what is he talking about? He's talking about the spiritual and the man, both together. Yes. Yeah, because the spirit drives the, drives the biology. If, if, I, if I deny the spirit, remember that the wind in my sails, the wind that moves both, is, is the breath of God in my lungs. As long as I'm breathing, I got the spirit of God in me. Kurt, Kurt, what is the system from... Pretty much day one, and what everybody always pounce on all the time is, oh, we got to have separation of church and state. We got to have separation of church and state. No, that's a falsehood. 
You want those joined. You want your body and your spirit joined together. Yeah, right. Because, because your state of mind, your spiritual state, has to be present. It has to be at the same place as your physical body. If they if they abort my body, if they if they cut a piece of me off 59, 60 years ago, and then put it in a birth, put it in a space, put it in a truck, saying that that's my that's my blood sacrifice, that's the, that's the biological sacrifice of the vessel, which is again the word that they would use is. It isn't cult of personality, but it is apotheosis. Apotheosis is where they make something um, divine. So they take the vessel that We lost you guys. Are you back yet, guys? Just a second here. There's Brian. Yeah, I can hear you, Keith. All right. Well, what'd you do? Lose the call or? I think you lost the call, guys. Lost Hang the call, guys. Hold on. Yeah, I I hear Keith talking in the background like he can't hear me talk. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, you oh you can hear me now. Yeah, I can hear you. No, I, I don't hear you yet. Yeah. Oh, no, it's I'm, I, oh all right. Keith says he can hear us, so yeah, we're fine. Um, let me do. Let me keep going here for a second. Go for it. On the, on the chosen action, let's use a, a word that we understand. A thing. A thing in action. So it says the chosen action is a thing in action. By the way,
Okay, sorry about that, folks. I don't know what's going on. I have no idea on air on their end what's happening. But um, um, Keith, can you hear us? I can hear you now. Okay. Makes you look at the word alienation totally different, doesn't it? Well, and, and when, when it says uh, that it's the unalienable rights, what are those? Well, if I if I was an employee of Walmart, well, that's Walmart, but I, Walmart would have what? Probably its own bylaws or its own rules, handbooks. I, I would be subject to that handbook if I was an employee of, of Walmart. But I'm not an employee of Walmart, so the rule book that applies to that store, that company, doesn't apply to me. It's the same thing here. If I don't have God on my side, if I'm not part of that thing, I don't have all. I don't have the Constitution, I don't have the Bill of Rights, I don't have any of that stuff because I'm alien to it. I'm not a party to it. People say we're not a party to the Constitution. Well, no, but I, but I don't care about that because the, the, the Declaration of Independence is the, the laws of nature and nature's God. So I'm going to take the laws of nature and nature's God, which is a living man, spiritual man, over any corporate right. Now, and that, there's a big difference. So I'm, again, I was going to denominate. Uh, and this is important because the denomination is first and last. I can I, I, I to talk to that tonight. Uh, so here it is denomination, the act of naming. Society of individuals known by the same name, usually a religious society. 
by the way, the definition of individual legal name is first and last, or a given and a baptismal name usually assumed at birth, an assumed name. So again, a denomination is an assumed name or a baptismal name, or a name that has a baptismal character, which is a denomination. By the way, the they allow them to into the country. They do not. That's why if you're using a denomination at the port of entry, which is most court cases, you're not allowed into the United States. You don't have the protections of the United States. You're an alien using a denomination. People wonder why they have no rights because they don't want them. They, they choose to believe the greatest lie ever told. The first thing. Well, you know what, Kurt? There is a group of people out there. Actually, it's a pretty big region of people who go back and they claim their original fertilization date. And uh, we know what's happening to them right now. That those are the Asians. Asians claim that nine months prior. even a claim. You have to declare it. The declaration, this is another thing people don't understand. You're not trying to reclaim something that's always been yours. I don't have to claim something if it's, by, again, if it's always been mine. Meaning that the extra material left behind isn't, my, isn't just property. It's exactly the same DNA as me. It is me. It's not just the boat I came in on. I am the boat, Brian. I am the boat. My, my body is the boat. It is the boat. And the baby that came out of that boat is exactly the same DNA as the boat itself. It's all one thing. And what they get us to believe that there's a split personality. They get us to believe the vessel is different from the baby, when in fact it's not biologically different at all. Came from the same zygote. It came from the same one cell. What they got us to agree to is that we don't agree that evolution exists. But yet the entire nine months in the womb is evolution. From a single cell to a baby? Really? Absolutely. That's evolution, right? Those nine months are the entire evolutionary process. Will the baby, will, will the zygote turn into a monkey? Will it turn into a giraffe? Will it turn into an alligator? Hell no. That zygote is 100% human material. It will always turn into a baby. Always. Oh, gosh, Kurt. Now we're going to have all the Patriot Guru people. You just used the word human. Well, here, let, me, let, me, let me fix that for everybody. Go for it. Human being, not the same thing. The, the being is the presence of the spirit in that vessel. That is the tertium quiz, the mixture of, of mom and baby. Is that a monstrosity? Yeah, it's a born alive monster. Absolutely. But born, but born alive people don't understand the definition of born alive. It says um, it's a product of conception, not of fertilization. Well, what's conception now? Conception is when that ball or that, that inceptus or that zygote ball plants into the wall of the uterus. That's conception. That's not, that's not the origin of 
The origin of man is, is about seven to ten days earlier called fertilization. But they're now calling conception pregnancy. They're calling it implantation, and they're calling it conception. But it's not the origin of man. Conception is the origin of the placenta. Yeah, it's all about fertilization. I mean, even if you look at scripture, what's one of the more popular stories out there is the story of the wheat and the tares. I mean, people could go right to that. And so what are they doing? They're actually saying that separate those two things. But the reality is, in nature, let me ask you something. If all of me is baby umbilical and extra embryonic membrane, if that's all of me, was it delivered? Was all of it delivered into the new world? No. They cut the umbilical, leaving behind the rest of me in the old world. Absolutely. And so now there's two separate worlds. And, and, and my property's in both of those worlds. But if they would have allowed all of the umbilical and all of the, the uh, extra embryonic placental material to come into the new world, I wouldn't be straddling those two worlds. There wouldn't be a split personality. By the way, the medical definition of delivery is the fetus and its membrane. So when they don't deliver all of it to the new world, they didn't deliver it at all. It's an abortion. Yep. Well, even if you uh, go into, uh, where is it, I think, Title One Eight or whatever, where it, it talks about uh, born alive. You've covered that before, because it talks about all components. Right, but, but they're also born alive. See, that's the key right there, because conception, when they redefine conception to mean implantation, that's seven days after creation. So they're not even talking. Conception is no longer an act of creation. What is being created at conception is the materials implanted into the wall of the uterus, the creation of the placenta. That's what's being created with conception now. They're also, they redefine pregnancy to mean conception, to mean implantation. So pregnancy is no longer when the sperm fertilizes the ovum. They, they're legally, they've redefined even pregnancy to not mean the actual act of creation. That's crazy to me. You know, Kurt, so much of what we see is really presented to us Every, every day we hear it all the time, but we don't realize it. it's all symbolism. It's all signs and stuff right in front of our face. One of the biggest arguments in the scientific world is what? Creation. And every scientist on planet Earth will actually agree that, or every, every embryologist would agree that life begins at fertilization. And that's the funny thing about it is you have religious folks denying the evolution, but evolution begins in fertilization. That was crazy to me. And and that right there, they're actually allowing for the abortion. What's interesting is that Roe v. Wade is, I mean, if you think that agreeing with abortion or not agreeing with abortion is either good or bad, no. Just by cutting the umbilical cord, you've aborted the, the, the tail end. You've aborted the rest of your material. In other words, the material that is not delivered to the new world is an abortion. So a piece of me, either I'm alive or I'm dead, but either way, it's failure for me. Because now, baby comes into 
into the new world with no history or no origin, that's the baby that's been cut off from the back end, and the back end becomes an abortion. It's, it's both heads, eyes, lose, tails, you win. Well, and you know, you know what, and this is being seen more and more, the importance of it, even physically, because they're finding that having that umbilical cord cut too quick is very harmful to the baby. That should stay attached for a while, for several hours at least, because there's so many nutrients being fed to the baby in the physical sense. And so it's showing the importance of that right there. But they go and they, when they snip that immediately, they're immediately kind of putting you to death right there. Well, but it is a, it's a terminal point. When they cut that, they're actually separating. I use the word abortion, but most people don't understand what that means. I want you to think, um, I'm walking in my backyard, and I have a rope around my waist, and I'm pulling, I don't know, a little red wagon behind me. Okay, I'm walking around. The wagon is tied to me by a rope, and everywhere I go, the, the wagon follows me. Doesn't it? Yep. If I walk through a tunnel, I I walk through. The rope is coming, and it pulls the wagon all the way through the other end of the tunnel. All of all of it, me, the rope, and the wagon have all made it through the tunnel. What people don't realize is that that representation, if I undo the rope or cut the rope, it stays on this side of the tunnel. It stays over here while I'm over there. When they cut the umbilical cord and baby's delivered to the new world, the rest of his property is left in the old world. And the problem with that is now there's a space between baby and his baggage in effect or property. The, that space is between two different states of existence, the present and the past. And that that space between the present and the, or the new world and the old world is interstate, Brian. That's an interstate position. Guess what goes on interstate? Yep, it all comes back to commerce. not being here, that interstate position is like a pole booth. And that interstate pole booth is where all commerce is happening. It's where all the exchange is happening. It's where all the conversion is happening. That's interstate commerce. And it's all trafficking. People have no idea that this abortion, that when they cut the placenta, when they cut the umbilical cord, by law, just just by definition through the Palermo protocol Palermo protocols, just cutting that cord, taking away that placental organ, is human trafficking. Well, so people have no idea. That that's what, what's in traffic is the human, not the human being, not the baby, but the, the human is in traffic. The left behind human material, not the baby. But it is in traffic. Don't don't think it's not. They're selling what? They're selling. Certificates of indulgence get you out of the sin. That's what they're selling. They're selling JESUS to everybody. If you don't believe in JESUS, you're going to buy JESUS. You're going to buy it one way or another. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the things I think 
99.9999% of people miss. And we hear all this talk about trafficking persons. They don't really realize what person is being trafficked. The aborted person is being trafficked. And myself personally, you know, I think there's a lot of validity to what you say regarding it being, you know, that, that original material. Uh, but to me, either way, it doesn't matter because they can attach your legal person to anything they want. In fact, it doesn't even need to be attached to anything in particular. I mean, corporations are created, and what's it attached to? Nothing. It's a it's a piece of paper in a freaking file drawer somewhere. I've always called the I've always called the public the pool that everybody pees in. That's something I was thinking about the other day. I, I was listening to a video, and it was a judge, and he said that uh, he was going to enter a uh, not guilty plea on someone's behalf. And I thought, you know, that's really strange because myself, uh, I am the alpha, and the women, we, we are all the alpha. And the alpha is the, the man, the woman, and their spirit combined, us whole. And I was thinking, you know, I don't need a judge. Who needs a judge to administrate our B half? I am the A half. Well, According to what this world thinks, it's people that have stuff and people that don't have stuff. But okay. I would also look at the have word differently also. H-A-L-V-E, yeah.
when it's listen to this, you can't tell the difference. But H A L V half as in fifty percent <laughs> versus the half half or have not, meaning not fifty percent or whole. Now you've got the exact same statement, meaning exactly the opposite. Because if 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 I'm the half and I have everything, H A V E, then I have everything. But if I'm half or H A L V E half or have not, that means I don't have everything. I'm only fifty percent. On the other side, you have to have not, which have nothing, versus the not being the fifty percent and being home. That statement is both. It is both. If you can't tell the difference between have and have, then the have and the have not goes both ways. You can either have or have not, and and either way is true. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all words. And instead of myself, instead of looking at words and how they're spelled and what that spelling means, uh, I prefer to hear the word and think of the different things that that sound actually means. This is one of the things that Keith likes doing, too. Keith gets into the etymology and stuff like that as well. And this is all extremely important because, you know, things that are being said to you may not well when things are said to us a lot of times we think of the word as to how it's spelled instead of how it sounds and the different things attached to that sound just like the word have compared to half well and again in, in black law they talk about uh, edom stone I-D-E-M-S-O-N-A-N-S, Edom Sonus, sounding the same or alike, having the same sound, a term applied to names which are substantially the same, though slightly varied in spelling as Lawrence, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E, and Lawrence, L-A-W-R-A-N-C-E. I mean, you can't tell the difference when somebody speaks. Right, well, that's actually a maxim of law, though, that similar is not the same. I've done, the, I've done the same thing. There's no wiggle room. And I, no wiggle room, but look what it says to you. A declaration. This is page three. Black sip. Now think about this. Think if you and I went to Ireland, Brian, we got off the plane and we went to pick up our bags. And and the first stop would be at what? Customs. They're going to ask us, do you guys have anything to declare? Well, we have something in there that the country doesn't allow or it's something that needs to be known. 
Look at the, look at the definition of declaration. The third line down says, a listing by a person entering United States of merchandise or other goods brought into country by him. By the way, how many people know the definition of goods is the unborn of animals? How many people do you know, how many fathers or mothers have ever declared the unborn, that was the part that was aborted? How many have declared the, the placenta and, and the uh, uh, umbilical cord? Nobody, I know, except for me and a handful of others. The point is, is that if you don't declare it, it's not here. It's been alienated. Now, the funny thing is, what if you just alienate, when you alienate the umbilical and the extra embryonic material, you've alienated God, because it, it identifies your origin, and you've, identif- you've alienated man, because the zygote and all that, that, that superficial material, the shell itself, we call it the, the vessel or the ark, has been alienated. There's, you've just alienated the very boat that got you here. So in other words, you got a derelict vessel that needs to be what? Salvaged. So you've created that position by not declaring it. Now, if, it would have, if, if they would have delivered all of you into the new world all at one time, unbroken, you know, if they didn't cut the, the uh, umbilical and they delivered all of you, would you need a declaration? No, because it's all attached. But once they cut it, they created a split personality, and now they, they actually created this problem. They gave it a separate title or a separate denomination, and we don't even know what it is. We don't even know. We don't even miss it, do we? It's, to me, that's Jesus looking up into the heavens going, Father, why have you forsaken me? That's what we've done. We've forsaken our vessel. But look at that. Before I, I, I shut the hell up for a second. A declaration. Look what it says here. The declaration in common answers the libel in Ecclesiastes and Admiral it answers the bill in equity. It answers the petition in civil law. It answers the complaint in code and rule pleading. And it answers the count in real action. So if you put a declaration on that identifies your God the origin, there's not a single jurisdiction that can break it. You're here. And when you're here, you're alive. And when you're alive, your shit's not in trial. Absolutely. It covers all the bases. And... One of the things I've said for a long time, people listening to these podcasts, is that I always, when you see a problem, go back to the very beginning. If you don't find the solution, you're not at the beginning yet. Keep going back. And so one of the things I looked at is, okay, what's one of the greatest things supposedly we know of? And that would have been the creation of the United States of America. Okay. What created it? What was established? A declaration. Oh my God, that was the initial document. So, what and should. What, what, and what did they identify as the one thing the laws of nature made? Yeah. It, it, and it, the birth certificate is No. No, it doesn't. So, you're, in other words, if you're identifying with that birth, if you're not identifying with that character, you don't have the Declaration of Independence on your side. No, you're declaring a state-created entity, and so uh, therefore you have no standing. You don't have, well, there's another thing. There's a dead body, and a dead body stand in Or the, the spirit, can a ghost have stand? Nope. Nope. That's what people don't get. Not, you're not trying to change the status of standing, because a living man is 
self-evident, and that self-evident is what? What does that guy do? <laughs> Self-determination. You, yeah. A dead body doesn't determine anything. It gets carried everywhere. Yep, absolutely. And you mentioned something a few minutes ago. Uh, you mentioned the word agent or agency. And that's really what's happening is that people are, they don't realize that they are representing um, a state-created organization. They're, they're an agent. They're an agent for something that the state made. So how can they have any declaration or any origin? It's impossible because they're declaring somebody else's property. Well, here's, here's, here's why people My physical body may be made up of the same materials of the earth, and I might be using my little plot of ground called, called body. I might be occupying it with my spirit, but my spirit is not from here. My spirit is from someplace else. It has sovereignty from another place. And my physical body might be from earth, and it is, substantially but I am not. So when people understand that the guys that put this place together, they know that your immunity, your diplomatic immunity, is not coming from Illinois soil. It's not coming from the United States of America. It's coming from God. And if you, can't, if you don't have God inside you, if there's no life inside you, all the bullshit paperwork for status change and correction... You're going to look like an idiot. Believe me, I will say. So, does, is God, if you were a representative of God on this planet, would you be immune from all the bullshit of man? Yep. Yes, but you need to have the breath of God in you, and dead bodies don't have that. The aborted material does not have God in it. So birth certificated persons are abortions without God. Well, that, that's why I prefer to not really refer to status change because everything that's being done is under presumption of law. So it, it's really a change of presumption. And in order, in order, yeah. very easily by doing what? Say that my godly origin is that 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 goes so far beyond rebuttal that there's no place to go. And believe me, there are four cases right now that that are stymied with a six-line declaration where you are identifying both the manifest property, the biological property, and the spirit within it. And, and, and it shuts down everything because there's no place to go. Okay, there's no place for Here's one of the things that frustrates me is that you're, you constantly see people going, oh, we got to get back to common law. It's got to be common law. Well, you know what? If you go to the Middle East, Sharia law is common law to them. Okay, what common law are you talking about? Uh, the people that came here to America 
they didn't number one they didn't come from england that's a fairy tale that's been told to people they actually come from came from the british netherlands they had lived there for almost 20 years before coming to america they were trying to find a place to settle what were they trying to get away from they are trying to get away from quote the stringencies of the common law of the king they're trying to get away from the common law and everybody wants to get back to it and if you go in and uh, read the law of nations comprehend what that's about what it's being what it's talking about that that book was also titled the law of nature oh imagine that you've got to get back to your natural origin In 1866, the United States wins metric. Nobody knows it. Oh, are you going to discuss your conversation with Jordan? Yeah, just because I, what I want to do is I want to... Metric measurement system, or measures, metric measures, are international. When they cut the umbilical cord, they measure the it's automatically placed in international law. It's the vessel that is international. We come from a different place. It evidences our godly origin. It's international. It's all of us come from God. And then they let the baby get weighed in standard pounds and ounces. So there's two different measurement systems. There's two different standards being used. And so the, the afterbirth material in 1866 was measured metrically and went international. So think about that. My whole world internationally weighed afterbirth. Can I, from my position, weighed as a baby with pounds and ounces, can I be put back together? Can I be, no, they need a conversion, don't they? They need to remember. Yeah, well, you need to be converted. So, so I have to be converted internationally or the international afterbirth has to be converted to this. So either way, there has to be a conversion. That's the code. They're converting us right there and putting us back together. That is salvation or salvage. Now here's the thing. That's 1866. What happened? What else happened in 1866? The Civil Rights Act. So they, this, this material, this, this vessel becomes a person of color through the Civil Rights Act. It's now under civil, international civil if you don't reconnect with it by knowing your origin, being fertilization, and becoming one, then the conversion is required. If you already are one from the beginning, there is no need to convert. The courts are the arbitration courts are gone. There's no need for them. You don't need to be salvaged or saved. So the idea is this is that if you don't know what's actually happening biologically, these guys are using science. They've known about science, family be all. They've known about this stuff. They've known about the, 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 the fetal material. They've known about the placenta. They've known about it for centuries. Not new. But we're too dumb. We're too dumb, Brian. We don't know anything about science anymore. We have no mathematics skills anymore. We're just a bunch of morons because they put us through a school system that doesn't teach shit. All it teaches is social nonsense. <coughs> okay, we all just get along? No. We can't because you're taking my property from me. I don't want my stuff in a public pool. And by knowing your godly origin, it doesn't fall. F A L O, like the fall of man. It doesn't fall. 
the only thing that falls to the ground is, is, is a body devoid of spirit. That's what falls to the ground. If I'm standing up right now, I'm standing up, Brian, right now, and if I die right now, my body would fall to the earth, wouldn't it? Absolutely. And so that's the fall of man. And now you're going to, somebody's going to have to take that. By the way, if I've fallen, am I standing? Nope. No standing if you've fallen. So people understand this is all real stuff. It's not, it's not as crazy as you think it is. This is real. I can't stand if there's no spirit in me. That body can't stand up. And finally, there's, there's, there's the other side. This is where diplomacy comes in, and this is where the concept of, of self-determination is so powerful. If you know what you're talking about, there are, what we see is agency, and this, this might make sense to some of you. It won't make sense to many of you. I'm just going to say that up front. There's a difference between um, uh, a, 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 consul, a consular and an embassy. An embassy is full governmental and all rights. It handles everything at an international level. A consulate doesn't handle the government side of things. It handles everything else, but it doesn't have a governmental aspect. So a consulate can handle property. It can handle all kinds of, um, of international claims, but it doesn't have any governmental action. It doesn't have any authority. So it's acting as an agent for a principal. So if there's a counselor or a consulate or even the word consulate anywhere in the world, if you go to a consulate, it's not the same thing as an embassy. An embassy is actually W-H-O-L-E. It's the whole. It has all of the rights to act on all the property and everything else, as well as authority, the governmental authority. So one is whole, W-H-O-L-E, that's the embassy, and one is not an agent. And what, what the birth certificate in person requires is agency. There is no diplomatic immunity for a birth certificate in person. What you have to do is get back to God, get back to your godly origin, because now you are part of an, of an embassy. You're not acting through agent or, or, or uh, a consulate or consular position. There's a huge difference between being whole, with self, being self-determined, because that's your government, plus your body. It's capital and labor. It's church and state. It's all one. But what we've done is we've accepted the separation or split personality between church and state or between capital and labor. Here's the funniest thing of all, and all of us, all of us guys that come in at the patriot level, we hear capitalist diminution maxima. Oh my God! All the capital, all the capital banks, all capitalist capitalist diminution maximum. No, capitalist diminution is you losing your mind or your head. You, your your capital is your mind. It's your crown. If you've lost your crown or lost your mind or lost your head, that's your government. If you've deferred your government over to some place in D.C. or some religious government over in Rome, you've lost your head. That's the capitalist diminution. You lose your head. It's not a fucking bunch of words on a piece of paper. It's your conduct. Absolutely. You know, that's why, that's why when I type things out, I use the uh, lowercase i with the head on top. And whatever, whatever, but remember, as an author, you're the one with all the authority over your writing. 
Yeah. And so as an author, if somebody says, why are you using lowercase? Tell them. They, don't, they can't interpret your shit. You are the author. Yeah, they want to decapitate me. Yeah, they're like, they're like, well, when you're referring to yourself specifically, it's supposed to be uh, capital. Okay. Well, when you use the word me or my, are you capitalizing the M? <laughs> well, who are they to say what I'm saying? There's oh. nobody there with the authority to speak for me. When I say what I say, you cannot reinterpret it. Well, you know, and so much of this goes back to, uh, you know, what we've heard a lot probably the last 15 years is, you know, kids going through an identity crisis in their teens. Of course they're going through an identity crisis because they've been handed a, a name, a religion, a nationality, all this stuff, and said, this is who you are. And they haven't had the chance to spiritually grow and really learn who and what they really are so of course they're going to go through an identity crisis not not to even mention that the true identity has been stolen yeah it's been exactly it's, it's been misappropriated it's been well what i like to say it's been reclassified because that's what the attorneys like to do they like to reclassify words well and, but again it's your whole no piece of you available for an attorney Attorneys don't have anything to work with with a living man. But you can't just claim to be alive and then leave the aborted, the aborted material on the table. How do you leave the aborted material on the table? It's by not knowing your true origin. If somebody says, what's your birthday? You don't have a birth. I'm not in a birth. I've never been in a birth. The only thing that could be in a birth is the abortion. If an abortion exists, a violent crime occurred against an innocent baby at the port of entry. You want to be the one that could be standing for those the ones that committed the violent crime? Yes or no? Well, this goes back. This goes back to what I've said. Yeah, and this goes back to what I've said on every podcast, especially at the end of all of them. You need to learn. People are like, "Well, where do I start?" Learn who you really are, where you're really from, and where you're really at, because you've been deceived on all three levels. Yeah, and, and here's a fun thought for the guys that like truly esoteric, goofy shit. I talked about this the other day on another call. The spirit or I can only be here in the present moment. I, I mean, I don't exist in the past, and I don't exist in the future. I only exist right now speaking to you. What's interesting is that what we call yesterday was present in the present moment is called today. Um, Fifty years ago, uh, I was in the present moment. And the moment of fertilization was the present moment. So there's nothing but present moments stretched over time. What people don't understand about Einstein's theory, they, they get confused over the idea of mass accelerating to light speed. Light speed would be now, now, now. So the present, when, when the fertilization process occurred where sperm and ovum came together, they created the zygote. That, what moment was that? It was now. And, and what day was it? It was today. And when was it? It was the present moment. Well, that present moment is so different than this present moment. But if I am thinking or referring to that, can I be here and there at the same time? No. Because those two moments, they cannot coexist. The present is always singular. So think about that. If they try to put me at a birthday, a birthday or a birth, 59 years ago plus, and I'm here in the present moment, and I try to traverse those two positions. When I go back there, 
my mass, the physical, my physical existence to get back there would have to travel at the speed of light to get to that moment. Well, if I do that, my mass would be here and there and stretched all the way between. That's the infinite nature of the speed of light. So if I accelerate to that birthday, mentally, I would, I, my mass would extend from this moment in the present 59 years back in time. You've seen, like on Star Trek or um, Star Wars, when the vessel, they're showing the vessel, and then it says they go to warp, and then it, it races away, and there's a, a long line of light. Yep. That's the mass being stretched over time. So in that one moment when it goes from here to there, the mass of the, of the vessel is stretched. It stays here, it's here, and it's there. So the vessel itself is being stretched, or it, think, think of it as breadcrumbs. Each successive moment in time would have a piece of you left behind. And it would become infinite between here and there. Can I exist if I'm stretched 59 years? No, it's not possible. I would be dead. So what they're getting us to do is believe in positions, believe in a birthday that's frozen in time, in my case, 59 plus years ago. If I claim the birthday, I travel back there. I can't exist physically back there, can I? No, you're stuck. I'm stuck. I can't claim that and be here at the same time. So they get us, they catch us in a lie, they catch us in the truth. It can't be true. But we're too stupid to recognize that it's not our birth. We're not back there. The afforded material is birth. Not me. I've been moving through time for 59 plus years. So until people understand the mechanics of their claim, or basically our claim, when we claim a birthday, that vessel, that afforded vessel, is back there. They put it, whether they put it in a freezer, whether they burned it in an incinerator, it's back there. It's not here in the present. Well, this gets into the spiritual magic or voodoo that is actually being done there. And uh, gosh, you go into the Kabbalah and all sorts of stuff and find more reasons and what the ways they're doing this. But yeah. Again, look at how simple this is. If you know your origin and you know that there's continuity. <coughs> Between that moment of creation and this moment as you and I speak, it's one unbroken timeline for 59 plus years for me, and I'm still here. At no point, at any point on that timeline have I died. What they're getting me to agree to is the aborted material where there's a separation, where the old world material is stuck in the womb, unborn, and the, the baby itself that's been separated from that material goes off into the future. They're saying there's two different things there, when in fact, it's always one thing. From fertilization to this moment, there's only one state. There's only one DNA state. There's only one thing, and it's my physical vessel. It morphs, it changes, it evolves, but there's only one vessel right now. Start to finish, there's only one vessel. I might leave some stages behind like a rocket dropping off pieces as they go. But the reality is that there's only one vessel, and they're getting us to agree to multiple positions in time and space. It's impossible. Absolutely. It's impossible. Absolutely. And you just mentioned it like a minute ago. It's all about knowing your origin, knowing your creation, knowing who the Father is, who your you know creator is, and they're trying to separate you from that. And what are they doing? Uh, they want you all to be a patriot. Well, what's a patriot? 
It's somebody that pays an homage to the fathers of the USA. Uh, Look at the apotheosis of George Washington in the Dome of the Capitol. That is the elevation to godhood of George Washington. So you are claiming a different position. You're claiming a different entity that has created yet another entity for you to exist in. I, I kind of like to think of it as like a debit card, you know, that you use to operate in commerce with. Well, it's the same thing. People are using this false persona and, and claiming a different origin, a different creator, a different fatherhood, you name it. Well, and that's the, that's the tough part, because when they took money out of the system, FDR made his statement in 33, he says, this is the day of national consecration. He created a consecrated nation or consecrated ground. What's the consecrated ground that is given the birth certificate? It is the vessel we came in on, the horse we rode in on. By the way, let's have a little fun anyway, the word fuck. Are we all are we all truly fucked, Brian? The answer is yes. Why? Because the word fuck means implant. So that the, the concept is when it plants into the wall of the uterus, it's called fucked. And so we think it means one thing, but the reality is that if you if, if you take conception, if you take the birth certificated person, is that person fucked? Yeah. Am I? No, because I'm out here. But that person absolutely is. Absolutely. Or the forwarding of uncarnal knowledge. And, and, and what could be more uncarnal than the knowledge that's presented to people in the schools? And Oh, gosh. Anyway. Well, so that's the thing. And again, the significance itself is called knowledge. Imagine, I mean, if you don't know, if you have no understanding of the lost nine months, if you think you came out of mom's uh, womb and that's where it all began, then you, you, you have another thing to know. <laughs> I, I, I think I mentioned it to you before. There was a university in Britain here several years ago that they were actually able to um, capture a photo of that time inside the woman, and a spark of light was given off. And it's like... Right, and it's like... We're told we've got the light inside. Isn't that what Yeshua? Is that what Jesus said? We've got the light within us. I mean, and to see that, and people go on YouTube and find it, it where it shows that spark of light uh, bursting at that moment, it's like wow. I have seen that. It is amazing. See, the word descent means taste. So when we, when year one, or actually it's year two. We have our first celebration. What do we do? We bring out a representative placenta. Birthday cake. cake. Yep. And we put a candle on it. And, and that candle, we light it. Now, that represents the, the light, the living being, the light inside. But what do we do? We take a wish and blow it out. Yep, blow it out. And there it is. So when now for the next year, we're in the dark. So what do we do? We do the same thing the following year. Eventually, you have 59 candles. And you keep blowing out. So you keep killing yourself, keep sacrificing your, yourself, um, and giving up your presence, your light. You're giving up your light. We keep blowing out our light. We keep blowing out our own light, and it's represented. So this is all, look at this. They got us using magic against their tongue. Well, we're all, uh, what do they call it, uh, self. 
the events. Uh, it is, well, it is exactly what they want. I mean, the greatest, the greatest, I call it alien implant, the greatest implant of all time, the thing that drives us and the thing that nobody will give up is that birthday. Everybody you know wants to actually claim that, in my case, September 19th, 1960, it's 3.50 a.m., or that's your birthday. Uh, no, that's the birth of, of the aborted material. And that's the death of me. So that we, it's hard. If they got everybody to believe in a birthday, think about that. You plant the seed of an idea like a birthday in an entire culture, and you'll have that entire culture actually claiming <coughs> to be the aborted material. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, and that's one of the things I think Boris has gone over this too. I've heard other people, but they don't really identify it. If in their conversations, and I've had many long conversations with vital statistics and stuff, because these people are bored, believe it or not. You can call them up and they'll sit and talk to you forever. And uh, that event, because they say, oh, no, no, it's not for the human. And it can't be for the human. Because paper on a man or woman would be slavery, okay? Yeah. And it doesn't matter voluntary, involuntary, at that age, you don't have a choice either way. So paper on you would be slavery. And they, so they tell you, no, it's the recording of an event. Well, what's the event? To me, that event is the creation of that statutory entity. But you need substance. They can't just make up a hairy part. They have to have some substance upon which to hang it, and they do. They have the aborted, they have the aborted material. They they have that combined placenta, which is impossible for a chosen action. It has to be a possession or an action, one or the other. And what did they do? They created something that doesn't exist in nature. And you only have authority over what create what you create or what bows down to you and so that's what they did they created something i remember i remember a uh i remember a podcast that you did Oh, gosh, it was probably three years ago. And there was somebody uh, towards the end that called in, and he had been uh, an EMS employee. Uh, and he was talking about having gone to a home. Uh, they got a call. A woman was having a baby. And when they got there, she had already had the baby. And I guess uh, the people had taken the embryonic sac and stuff, and I don't know if they buried it in the backyard or what they did, but... When they got to the hospital with her, the doctor immediately asked uh, this EMS employee, what did you do with um, the embryonic sac? What did you do with the other material? And the guy kind of shrugged his shoulders. Well, I don't know where it's at. I guess it's back at the house somewhere. And the doctor said, listen, you go back there and get it and bring it back. Either way, it's going to be both of our asses if you don't. No. No, it was on yours. I was there, but it was on one of yours. And to me, that was like to me, that was like wow. 
uh, for a doctor to have said, because you would think, that why would they care? You know what I mean? Why would they care? <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point. You got to take care, right? <laughs> it's late. I haven't gone over to the board for talk show to make sure this is still all recording, but... Give me this Harvard Law document the people don't understand that the placenta is a third person. Give me the docu give me the document and if people want to see it, go to Tactical Sovereignty and just put in Kurt, K U R T, and that's the way I'll list it. That way it'll pull up on the search if you click on that magnifying glass at the top to search the group. Yeah, you and I need to get together and experiment around with talk show. And uh, oh, cool! Because I, I well, there's something I was going to add. There's something that I wanted to talk to you about last time you were down here, and this is something that could help everybody in the U.S. Really? Yes, and, and because what I'm looking at is what's really going on with true identity theft and how things are being transferred. A conversation I heard that was in China and he said, because they do the whole facial recognition and stuff over there, he said that in the middle of the night, no traffic on the road, that he jaywalked. There's no traffic, so he jaywalked. He said by the time he hit the sidewalk on the other end of the street on his phone, you know, over there they call it the social credit score. Here it's our credit. to be on the national ID program. Uh, the, those are just steps to doing the same exact thing. But I think there is a way of curing that for people that want to do it. And so that's what I want to talk to you about because you've got some history on intellectual property and things like that. Yeah, I, I do. And like I said, this, this, I believe that when you think about this, if you... <clears throat> I don't like to talk about equity because equity implies non, not 100% ownership. But the tertium quid implies two owners. Anyway, if they're taking the placenta on deposit, you know what I mean? Then there, there has to be an equitable position between mom or the church and me. But I have to know it exists and I have to declare it. When I declare it, I have the equity of that deposit, and now all bills should be paid through that declaration. I think that with the facial recognition and the things that you're, you're talking about right now, imagine if you had all the money in the world, and I mean this, if you had the Holy Grail on your side and all the money in the world on your side, on deposit, it's not yours, it's everybody. 
And if you had that, if you had direct access to that, and they, and you got a jaywalking ticket, it would auto, automatically come out of your equitable position, and you'd never even know that you were billed. But if you had all the money in the world, it wouldn't even affect you. You wouldn't even notice it, would you? Nope. And that's the point. We're disconnected from our deposit, and we're and they gave us an agent to work through that they didn't teach us how to use the agent. So now we can't even pay the bill. We can't even. We can't make it right. We can't make it right because we've 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 left our boat. We've abandoned our boat. It's that simple. We we abandoned J E S U S. That's what it looks like on paper. Well, you know, to me, everything that was done by JSUS or Yeshua, I think people missed the true message. He was trying to show something that the state didn't want shown. And it did not have to do with freaking that air quotes religion thing or anything like that, really. Okay? But, yeah, and I think people really need to get to the, what the real message was. But uh, anyway, no, to um, remedy something before it occurs, when you come back down, I'm, inv I'm inviting you to lunch this time, okay? Well, no, no, because you didn't let me pay the bill. No, you said that you had invited me, so therefore you were paying. So... I, I'm gonna remedy. I'm gonna remedy that right now and invite you. <laughs> hey, well, you you can still pick the spot. Um, I've got normally Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off. So. Well, this has been fun. Sorry it was so difficult to get on this thing today, but we'll make sure that next time I come on, I I'll be already on long before the time. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, no, that's no problem. And, it, you know, I think they make it difficult for certain people for certain reasons. I mean, I remember, I think the last time, or I don't know if it was the last time or the first time that you were on with us, um, gosh, I was busier than a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest because of all the trolls and everybody that were on. And, uh Add for the link to my piece. I'll send you all of my findings. I mean, I'm not going to do any work for you. I'm not going to think for you. But I'm going to start, everything that I talk about is evidence. All the proof is there. I'll even point you in the right direction and say, start here. So, I mean, can't get too much easier than that without doing your work for you. Yep, absolutely. And if people even go to the group event on Tactical Sovereignty uh, for Curtis tonight and go look down in the comments of it. Uh, I posted his website as well there, so you can also find his email there. Hey, Brian, I, I just sent this link to the, the Harvard blog, and post, get it up there so people understand that the thing is either in possession or in action. If it's in possession, it cannot be in action. And if it's not able to be in action, there is no, there can't be a court case. If it's not available for an action, right? All right. Then it can't, there can't be a court case. So if it's in possession, it cannot be an action. That's the problem, is we need to know what it is we're missing. There must be something missing, Brian. And there is. There is something missing. All right, man. I'm out of here. All right. We'll catch you later, and I'll get that posted into the group. And thanks, Brian. Like I tell everybody every week, learn who you really are, where you're really at, and where you're really from, because we've been deceived. Good night.
Thanks, brother. Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Sorry about the problems. And hope you'll join us again next week. In the meantime, God bless you. Cool, Keith. Keith, thanks, bro. Good night. Glad to hear you here. You bet.